ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience, another in-person episode. So we'll see how we go. Um, balancing this audio, hopefully not getting as many echoes as last time. We'll see how we go. Uh, I am joined literally in studio by the one and only Minnesota Jack. How are you, Jacko? I am good. Uh, it's it's nice on having the delay, as we spoke about last time. Um, if, if there is a delay, then I'll be concerned. Maybe there's some kind of mental issues going on <laughs> either end. Separate timelines or mm. something. Um, big weekend of football. Big weekend mm-hmm. of football. Um, and I don't know where you want to start. Like the, you know, where where the biggest storylines were for you. Like. For me, I'd be looking at like are the Dolphins the storyline at at three and oh like a weird twenty one to nineteen win over the Bills in Miami. You know, multiple Bills players looking like they were you know passing out from the heat uh, issues. Where were you sort of at with like? Is that the storyline yeah, for you? I, I feel like that's the definitely <clears throat> one of the big ones. For sure, um, both to do with Miami and and Buffalo. I, I think if we just start with Buffalo for a second, um, I think I brought this up in one of the episodes that we did about Buffalo and how well or not well they perform in close games. And this is just another example. I think it's the seventh close game, like one school game in a row that this team has lost. They just can't do it, and it's crazy because they're they're, they're such a dynamic offense. And their defense is really underrated. They're just a great team. And we see them put up these crazy results week after week. They just blow out teams. They're just And you watch them play and you're like, this is the best team we've ever seen. Like the, Josh Allen and that receiving core. And like, like they've just got the pieces there. And then they'll just lay an egg like this one against the Finns where you go, 21-19? I, I think sometimes you, you wonder if, Buffalo is going to overuse Josh Allen. Like, I think he threw nearly 60 times. Um, I don't know if... Maybe that'll work for a season, but in terms of, like, long-term with this young quarterback, you do wonder if that's the best way to use him. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that maybe they don't care. Maybe they're just... They're, it's Super Bowl or bust now, and then, hey, if he kind of um, doesn't have the same impact later on, so be it. And they're just going to have him be the, not just the focal point of the offense, but like the only point of their offense. <laughs> you kind of feel like if Allen doesn't perform, mm. they're not the same team. And good for Buffalo, he often does perform and performs like the best quarterback in the league. Um, I think someone made an interesting comparison to Cam Newton with the Panthers back mm. when he was playing for them. And, and there's quite a lot of similarities be- between Newton and, and Allen in terms of how physical they are and and also how both teams just revolved around them so heavily. Um, and so, yeah, I do have a little bit of a worry for Buffalo just in that respect. I think they'll continue to win games. They'll have blowouts. But if a team puts them to the sword and says, no, 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 we're not going away. We're going to stick with you. Statistically, Buffalo does not have a response. And so they're really going to have to sort that out when it comes to playoffs because they're going to have to face a team like they did with Kansas City last season where it is going to be close and they're just not going to be able to 
put it away. It's insane to me, though, when you look at, like, this game in, in, in like, specifically. So the Dolphins win 21-19. Here's, here's some of the stats for you. Like, um, you know, uh, the, the Bills, 31 first downs to 15 they had. So they doubled, more than doubled Miami in first downs. Uh, rushing yards, 23 carries for the Bills for 115 yards. The Dolphins, 17 carries for 41 yards. The Bills completed 42 of 63 passes for 400 yards. The Dolphins completed 13 of 20 for 186 yards. Um, so total yards, Buffalo outgained Miami, 497 to 212 um, crucially, Buffalo have the only turnover of the game. Yeah, they had four fumbles. They only lost one. Mm. But, like, this is a bizarre game where, where the Bills are, you know, the Bills win time of possession 40 minutes and 40 seconds to 19 minutes and 20 seconds. Tua, Tua only throws 18 passes mm. for the game. Like what's impressive to me with with the Dolphins is and and why I feel like they're a big storyline to come out of this is they're not QB reliant. No, and they're not Tyreek Hill reliant either. True. I think Hill had like three catches this game, which I was very disappointed by. By the way, <laughs> when I saw the Dolphins one, I was like, oh yes, this will be the fantasy boost I need, and I see he's got like five points. But but yeah, you're right. Like they they don't seem to rely on Tua as having to make big plays all the time. And you would have thought, okay, maybe that responsibility will be put on Tyreek Hill. Like, he's the star receiver. He's got all this talent. Maybe he'll be the t- the the player that this team kind of revolves around. And in some games, it looks like that. But, hey, they beat the Bills. Mm. And Tyreek Hill had very little impact. And I think that just goes to show, yeah, how this team has really improved just across the board. I think their defense is sneakily sneakily good um maybe not a sort of championship defense but does enough and we've made this point before like sometimes that's all you need you don't need a Mm. top 10 defense it helps for sure but if you've got a competent enough coach and a competent enough offense you just need the defense to complement that complement your football right so miami's really i know it's Three weeks in, like, there's a lot of football left to be played. Um, but Miami's in a really good spot. I really like where they're at. Um, and I just feel like we haven't even really seen that yeah. offense go off. Like, we, we've seen it in patches. We've seen Tyreek yeah. have big games. We've seen Waddle have big games. Um, we've seen, I don't know who their running back is, but we've seen them run the ball pretty well. So... But to see it all be put together, mm. we haven't quite seen yet. And so um, they play the the Bengals Thursday Night Football, don't they? Yeah, Bengals. Be... And so they go at Bengals, at Jets. Then they host your Vikings. Then they host my Steelers. Um, then at Detroit, at uh, at Bears. Then home Cleveland before the bye. So, like, good chance that you can emerge from that stretch with – you know, you might only emerge with one 
loss. If mm. if this team is for real, you know, they, they could go to the bye, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, nine and two uh, you, or something like that. Nine, yeah. sorry, nine and one or, or, you know, eight and two or something, which, which is, I think, very realistic. Um, and like you said, it's not been all put together in one game yet. Like we've seen against the Ravens, you know, they won 42 to 38, but that was really on the back of one big quarter. Yeah. You know, the Dol- mm. the, the the Ravens really bossed much of that game before, you know, the, the, the Dolphins, you know, flew back to score all those points late. And, and Miami gave up 38 points. Like ex- the defense didn't exactly. really show up that game. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the other wins are, you know, 20 to 7 over the Patriots and 21 19 um, over the Bills. So I, I think. Miami have so many exciting pieces on both sides uh, of the football. Just a disappointing result, though, for the Bills, I mm. think. You know, like, I think they'll look at, you know, how their drives sort of were, were not able, like, they're able to move the ball, but unable to score. Yeah, they like, couldn't capitalize on the opportunities that Miami kept giving them mm. in terms of first downs. Um, and they just, yeah, just couldn't score, which is so odd because that's what you think of when you think of the Bills is that they're such a high-scoring offense. And with Josh Allen, like, you have to account. He's got the Jalen Hurts, you know, ability that's really pushing the Eagles forward right now to be undefeated. Um, He's got that, right? Possibly even more so than Jalen Hurts, which is not a dig at Hurts. It's just, like, Allen, we have a little bit more film of him. Mm. And, like, that's his big thing is that, He's got a strong arm. He can throw deep. He's accurate, but he can also not just run and be like Lamar Jackson and run around you. He can run through you. Like there's so many ways that he can, you know, if you get to first and goal, you would think with him alone, let alone Stefan Diggs and, and, and the running backs they've got, like just him alone, mm. you feel like, okay, this is a seven points. So the fact that they couldn't put together a winning score is yeah. Mind boggling. Well, they, and, and, you look at Buffalo in the second half, you know, the third quarter, they have like a 20 play drive that ends in a field goal down at the Miami 11. They started at their own two on that Mm. one. So, you know, it's almost a 20 play drive that erases, you know, 10 minutes of the third quarter for a field goal. Yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, they have a drive again, basically a 10-minute, be close to 20 plays again, um, that ends in a turnover on downs on the Miami two-yard line. So right there, like that's yeah. that's where your game is is won or lost, it is an inability to finish. Um, I feel like we've seen this quite a bit this weekend, I mean, in, in different games, like the inability of teams to finish. Um, would like to talk about your Vikings uh, at, at the Lions, I thought this was a really interesting game uh, on a number of levels sort of thing. Like mm. um, the Lions able to sort of get up early. Uh, I think they scored the first two touchdowns of the yeah. game. Um, yeah, they got up to 14 to zip at one point. You know the 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 Vikings fight back to get to fourteen fourteen. The Lions take a twenty four fourteen lead. 
uh, late in the third. And, you know, for me, this game really centered around a coaching decision, which was Dan Campbell deciding to kick a 54-whatever-yard field mm. goal instead of go for it on fourth and, you know, fourth and not a lot. I can't remember if it was fourth and five or I'm trying to like look at the drive chart here um, to pull it up. But basically, it was territory where the situation was if you go for it, um, it was fourth and four. Fourth and four at the Minnesota 36 Yeah, with a minute 14 on the clock. And the Lions had been so good on fourth down. They just kept going on fourth down and kept killing us. Mm. So I was quite surprised that they... And the kickers weren't having a good game either. Like, they were missing field yeah. goals. So it seemed weird that you'd go, okay, we're going to hand the game over to uh, our kicker to kick a 50-plus yarder when he hasn't been playing that great. And our offense has been really good at converting fourth downs. This isn't fourth down and eight, fourth down and nine. Mm. Fourth down and four, that, that's that's definitely achievable, um, a, an achievable distance. So it was a bit of a surprise. Obviously glad that they went with the, the field goal. Because, I, yeah, I felt that they were probably going to miss it. And even if they got it, I was kind of like, okay, well, at least we're going to have a chance now. What I didn't want them to do was go for it on fourth and then they'll probably pick it up and then there's your game. But that's, so like from your perspective as a Vikings fan, like that to me reveals what Detroit should have been doing because you should always, in my opinion, be doing the thing that the opponent least wants you to do, mm. which is going for it on fourth down. Like, uh, and and Dan Campbell has since come out and said he deeply regrets the decision. Like it was the mm. wrong decision, he regrets it. And, and, and he should. I'm a big Dan Campbell fan, but it was the wrong it was just the wrong call. Um, and I wonder if it played into the de- the decision-making that they'd failed to get a fourth and one on the Minnesota 30 a few drives earlier. Mm. Um, I will say that the previous drive, in fact, they'd got it down to the Minnesota 30. They ran Jamal Williams for no gain on fourth and one. Um, there definitely, I did feel that there was, and maybe Lions fans wouldn't feel the same, but I definitely feel like there was a momentum shift defensively from the Vikings in that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our, our defense really still has some issues that we, we're going to have to work out if we want to go deep into the playoffs. You know, having Harrison Smith out with concussion as sort of that quarterback of the defense was a huge out. Um, so th- there is that to consider. But overall, our defense has been really... Yeah, like the Packers game was really good. We played really well defensively. I know the Packers haven't looked that great this season, but we we, we just played well on defense. We played well man-to-man. And just the last two weeks, it's been a bit, a lot of shell coverage, a lot of giving them space and just letting them go down the field, mm. which is just clearly a a um, a um coaching decision. Um, Ed Donatel, that's just how he likes his defenses to play, is a little bit more zone, um, trying to confuse quarterbacks, which you would think, to Jared Goff's credit, like... That seems like what you would do for a guy like Goff. Like, okay, maybe he's he's not the sort of best quarterback. Maybe we can try and confuse him. But he played really well. Um, but to the point of the fourth down, I think in that fourth quarter, our whole team had kind of started to rally back and defensively. Like, Kendricks was making some really good plays in the linebacking position. Um, our defensive line was creating pressure. And so... I felt like the momentum was going back in our way, and so I feel like maybe that did play into their decision-making of going, we've been good on fourth down this game, but we just lost that fourth down a drive earlier. Mm. This defense is looking for a stop right here. 
maybe we just kick the field goal and take take a take the tension out of it a bit, which is not what you should do. In that, in it's easy talking from the couch, but I feel like in that position, even if you are feeling that, you still go for it. You go like, all right, well, you know how we can halt this momentum, converting this fourth down. Let's go for it. So the fact that they didn't was. Yeah, gave Cousins and Co. the the opportunity to go down the field and, and, and win the game. And that ends the game. If you get a mm. first down, like that's what annoys me about that decision is people go, oh, well, you know, you kick a field goal, you know, you're up by six points. Who gives a fuck? Because if you kick a field goal and go go up by six points, they can still go down and get a touchdown and win. Yeah. So really, you're, you're not ending the game with that play. There's no potential in kicking that field goal for Detroit to end the game. Whereas... You can kill it right there with if you go for it on fourth down because mm. if you pick up the first down, it's over. You kneel it out. I, I just don't get like, you know, it, it just frustrates me um, because if anything, you know, you sharpen the Vikings down and go, okay, six points, um, you know, let's go get a touchdown. Um, which they did. Which they did. We, and left 45 seconds left on the clock. So it's not like, okay, well, They've got to go all the way down the field. It's like, well, we went halfway down the field yeah. in like 20 seconds. So I'm sure it would have been close to a similar result if we had to go down the whole field to get six points and kick the extra point to win it. So, yeah, it'd, it'd be different if like kicking a field goal puts you up eight points. Mm. Maybe that's a bit of a different conversation. You just go like, okay, well, now they have to go down the whole field, score a touchdown and a two-point conversion to tie it and take it to overtime. Then maybe that's a bit of a different conversation. Mm. But yeah, the, the situation that was was before Detroit, um, yeah, was they, they made the exact decision that a Vikings fan would have wanted because I, I again, I, not only was the momentum coming with us defensively, but offensively, like Kirk Cousins was finally hitting receivers, and I think what we had worked out was, um, and this is going to be a season long thing, which would be interesting to see how O'Connell faces it, but like Jefferson was just couldn't get open um both the combination of him as a receiver but also he was getting doubled and the defense was really focusing on him and i think that really shook us we were like "Uh uh-oh our whole offensive game plan has revolved around justin jefferson and now we can't give him the ball yeah um and i think we just shook and we just didn't know what to do but credit to o'connell whereas last week we had no answer we just got beaten the whole game o'connell was able to make offensive adjustments and all of a sudden, Adam Thielen gets involved, and you're like, "Oh wait, yeah, Adam Thielen is actually a good, <laughs> a good uh, wide receiver." And yeah, made some adjustments, and all of a sudden, we started putting together scoring drives, and and yeah, so with that opportunity to go down and score a touchdown, I feel like it was exactly what that offense wanted. Like, yeah, we're on a high. Give us the ball, let us go down, and 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 to the credit of Thielen, Cousins, and KJ Osborne, who scored the the winning touchdown, like that was the best drive of the game um, in terms of the, the pressure that was on that offense that although had been good recently, overall was mm. pretty underwhelming performance to just go out there and go, yeah, we're going to get this win and go two and one. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a great win. I think it's the sort of win that you build double digit winning records on because they're games that you don't necessarily, like there's no guarantee mm. that you're going to go and get that win. So I think that's, you know, fucking huge for the Vikings. Especially now going over to London. Like, imagine that yeah. whole trip of going overseas after a loss yeah. could really get into your psyche, whereas going over to London with a win 
to, to face the Saints, I think it'll be really good. And the fact that, like, no time to wallow in it and, like, get sucked into the wind because now nah, yeah. we've got to head overseas and, and get on a plane. So let's focus up, boys. Um, there's a couple of spots, um, and apologies, too, to the listener that we didn't get to do um, our usual sort of preview episodes and that sort of thing. I had a terrible, terrible flu, um, just kept me out of action, and then massive weekend, uh, the cats. That's an understatement. <laughs> AFL winning the grand final and stuff. So it's just been, there's been lots of other commitments. Um, um, I, what about Tampa and Green Bay? Yeah, like that was one of my one. two. And let, let's pivot while we're talking about AFC, uh, NFC North. Mm. Uh, weird game. I watched this one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's building good chemistry with Romeo Dobbs. Mm. Um Eight targets, eight catches, 73 yards and a touchdown. He looks really skilled. Yeah. Um, they seem to be getting the ball out really quick. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I thought Rogers was 27 of 35, 255 and a touch, uh, two touchdowns and an interception. He was sacked once. Um, I don't know. My big thoughts out of this one, I guess, was if you don't give Brady... Uh, you know, three of his best wide receivers, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, <laughs> and Julio Jones, and you take away his offensive tackles. Uh, you can beat him by two points. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be really hard. It was a weird game because, uh, like, Green Bay really, really dominated this game, like, in the first half. You know, they went down, went bang, touchdown. Um, or rather, the, the, the Bucks got a field goal early. It was the, it was the field goal for the Bucks then... Packers went touchdown, touchdown to open up a 14-3 to lead at the half. And thereafter, the, the, the Packers didn't score again. Uh, Tampa Bay managed another field goal and a, and a late touchdown pass um, to Russell Gage. They failed the two-point conversion. Mm. I, I guess my takeaways were... I don't see why Aaron Rodgers and the Packers aren't going to remain a dangerous proposition. Like, I just think they are. I, I think that that receiving core will, is, is coming together. It's in the process of coming together. I think the Vikings were a really, really bad matchup for them out of the gate. Um, Tampa Bay... But I, but I guess what I worry about with, with the Packers, and I don't bet, don't know how you feel about this, but there's just this certain, like, juju to them of, like, why did you then go scoreless? Like, mm. like I, and I don't know if it's LaFleur or, or what, but, you know, it there was there's a certain, like, turtling kind of quality to them. Like, that this happened, you know, in the playoffs last year against yeah. the 49ers where, like... Um, they should have won that game. They yeah. should have beaten the 49ers in the snow in Lambeau, and they didn't. And and the, on the weekend, I was just like, why are you suddenly not scoring? Why can you suddenly not the, move the ball? You know, like it was punt, punt, um, interception, uh, punt, 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 punt. That was their second half, and then yeah. then they knelt out the game after the two yard the, the two um, point conversion was missed. Like, what were your thoughts from the game? Yeah, I, I think it's. I think from a Tampa Bay perspective, they won't feel too bad about losing that one because of what we just pointed out. Um, mm. You know, <laughs> Brady was throwing to 
essentially his wide receiver four mm. um, as his wide receiver one. Russell Gage is a pretty good wide receiver four. <laughs> it's not 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 a bad guy but, to have there, but like when you've had all training camp and preseason yeah. and, and and your your last few games, throw into guys like Mike Evans. And well, that. Cole Beasley was playing for the Buccaneers. Crazy, like yeah. And then you could even say like, well, he was missing his five best receivers. If you go back to last season and saying he doesn't have Gronkowski and yeah. Antonio Brown, like a completely different receiving core he's throwing to. Mm. Um. So for them to lose that game by two points, I feel like long term, if they can just get healthy, I, I feel like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's only issues is health to me. I don't see any schematic coaching personnel issues. I think they they're a really good roster. It's just like that, that roster isn't healthy, and that's why they're not winning games as mm. as they should. Whereas Green Bay, to me, yeah, I think Green Bay is only going to get better. So from their perspective, if they can bank these wins right now when that offensive rhythm isn't quite there, then in the second half of the season, I think they're really going to put it together. Um, I, I really do. I think after the bye, they're going to be a far better team than they are right now. Mm. So I don't have much confidence in them and their ability to score over the next month or so. But I think, yeah, as Rogers gets into a rhythm with these guys, as he already is with, with, with Dobbs, um, and their and their defense um is 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 good um so I, I I think they'll they'll put it together. But they just have to keep getting these wins because mm. if they enter the bye with a losing record, then it looks a little bit tougher if they want to um win the division, which I think is what they're going to try and do. So yeah, weird weird game. I think Tampa Bay will kind of go like, all right, whatever. We gave it a good shot. We we got within a two point conversion of taking it to overtime, whereas Green Bay I think they're like, they're they're, they're wiping the sweat off their brow. They're going, phew, we 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 dodged one there. Um, let's take this W and try and try and improve over the next month, and then yeah, post the buy. Well, yeah, and, and like I think if you look at um, you know what Green Bay have coming up to, um. Just bring up their schedule here. They go home Patriots, mm. home Giants, home Jets. So they've got three home games now in a row, um, unless one of those is in England or something. But basically they're not traveling to mm-hmm. – I go win, win, win. Yep. I don't think the Giants are very good. I hope they are. But, uh, I'm yeah. liking going on this ride with the Giants and what Dayball's doing. But, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a bit of a – their record's a little bit false in yeah. that sense. Um, I'll be rooting for them. <laughs> then at Washington Commanders. Yeah. So I can see Packers going four wins there, which would mean they're six and one. Then they go at Buffalo. That's a big mm. test. At Detroit. I think that's a test. Yeah. Then we've got Cowboys, Titans, at Philly, at Bears. I, I think, it, yeah, I, I think the, the, the Packers can really bank these next four wins um, three of which are at Lambeau Field or le- three at least at home where they're mm. not travelling to an, another team's stadium. So I think if they can get to six and one after seven weeks, given how the season started, given the the sort of revamp they're doing, mm. you know, of, of the talent around him. Um, but I think you're also right about Tampa. Like they just need to get healthy now. Yeah. They need to get healthy. 
Um, Especially with that division, like just yeah. just bank the wins mm. and get healthy for for the postseason. Like I think that's really just their goal. Just win the division, even if you have a pretty poor winning record. Just get the wins enough to win the division, book that playoff spot, and just get healthy. I think that's the key. Bad teams this year. Oh yeah. It feels like like even like you look at, um, like the Bucks. I know it's because of injury, but they're like they're a hard watch. The Cowboys are a hard watch. I find the Broncos like they're excruciating. The Bears are hard to watch. The Texans, um, you know, there's so Titans. Many- Titans are a tough watch. The Raiders are a tough watch. How can the Raiders be a tough watch when you've got Devontae Adams and like You could even argue the Cardinals are. Like I know Kyler Murray's fun to watch, but if you take him out of the equation, well the yeah. Cardinals don't really have much to like work with. You're basically just yeah. watching to see how does Kyler Murray get out of this third and twenty five. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that whole offense is is basically there's no system to it. It's just mm. the most of when it's at its most effective is like that two-point conversion yeah. against the Raiders where Kyler Murray literally, I think they tracked him around for 85 yards. Yeah. In and out mm. and in and out and trying to find the option. And like, I don't, I do not think Cliff Kingsbury is talented enough um, to to scheme that offense no. to wins. I think it's really like, oh, fuck, Kyler, bail, bail me out. Video game Kyler, bail me out. Yeah. Um, Charge is another one, not just a, shit on all of these teams that aren't playing well but Chargers another no, one where you're on like them because it's frustrating because the Chargers are so talented um, on both sides of the ball and you, you go and get absolutely run by the Jags 38-10 to 10 in your own building that's despicable like you should not be losing 38-10 um, in your own building mind you the Chargers home ground advantage, advantage is like one of the most depressing things <laughs> In all of professional sports. Yeah, and, you know, Herbert's hurt as well. Like, there's that aspect, but still. That pissed me off. That they said, oh, well, you know, Justin insisted. Fuck what Justin wants. Like, if he he either is healthy enough to go or he's not, and and teams... Have we not learned from Andrew Luck? Like... No, we haven't. We we haven't. And and Joe Burrow, like... (sighs) Did you, um... I sent you that clip. I don't know if you ended up watching it, of Joe Burrow... Um, being interviewed on the Pat McAfee show. And he just is talking about how, like, he loves to get hit. Like, I just love to get hit. And so uh, if well, I get hit... God. Well, thank God. We got a team for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like, you can just see everyone in the studio in Pat McAfee's show just, mm. just putting their hands over their face going, no, mm. what are you talking about, man? You're a, you're a generational talent. You might be the best quarterback of your generation. Don't get sacked 159 times. We, we, we need you to live... We don't want you to have a, a an early life. retirement. <laughs> Choose life. Don't go towards the light. Yeah. So and yeah, I I I feel like Herbert has that same tendency, and yeah, I I feel like you could definitely link this to a more broader um desire for young male athletes to like prove themselves by how physical they are. Yeah. And it's like. I don't know if that applies to quarterback. I don't know if that applies, period. But I also don't know if that applies to quarterback. If that's like how you prove yourself is mm. how many hits you can take. Um, I really There comes a point, and I'm not leveling this at Herbert or Luck or Burrow, but theoretically there comes a point where it's stupid. If you just keep like ta- voluntarily taking hits, I think it, it, it's not a good decision to do for anyone, let alone a quarterback of a franchise. Well, it's, yeah, and and it's... 
you know, it is it is definitely stupid. Like, look at the guy who's who's won the most, you know, mm. Tom Brady, and he, you know, avoids sacks like the plague if and where possible. Like, mm. look at Rogers getting rid of the ball as you know, no one is you know happier to give up on a play. Or you know, no one is able or willing to give up on a play quicker than Rogers is sometimes. Yeah. If he sees downfield, oh, this is fucking broken. He'll just yeah. toss it into the ground. Like, and at times, I think he probably leans. You know, players can start leaning that way too much. Mm. But having said that, um, you know, you, you you have to look after yourself and. But man, there is some bad football to watch. The Patriots hard watch mm. as well. Like there's, there's just like there's probably there could be a third of the league that is hard to watch. The Steelers, they're an awful watch. Mm. Um, we're we're pretty lucky to have you know a few teams that are that are a fun watch, like the Bills, like the Eagles. Mm. Um, you know, be- it's just crazy to me that like the Eagles look really good, but it's kind of crazy that and this is just my opinion, I don't know if you agree, but it's kind of crazy that the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, are the clear best team in the NFC right now. Mm. After three games, um, I, I think Minnesota can put something together. I think if Tampa Bay gets healthy, I think they could challenge. But like right now, the Eagles, mm. of all teams, seem to be the best in the NFC. Uh, and I think that a little bit of that credit goes to said team for putting together a good team and, and being coached well and a good offense and good defense. But I think most of that's just because the drop-off yeah. is so severe. There's no... I feel like most seasons, um, and maybe this is the case, every season we just have a short memory, but I don't know, it feels different this season because I very much agree. But like, Did I feel we mention- like most seasons there's a there's the great teams, there's yeah. the good teams, and then there's the shit teams. Yeah. I don't know how many good teams there are right now. That's true. There's a there's a big disparity, um, and because you, you I don't know I just go division by division. The AFC South is a fucking mess. Yeah. The Titans, the Colts, the the Jags. Um, the Jags just, are probably the best team in that division right now. Yeah. Well, and we predicted that on the show. Oh if yeah. You listened to you know, sure did. La, uh, worst Watch to first. Watch um, But that that division's a mess. Um, the the AFC North. If the Bengals don't get their shit together, are are a potential mess because the the Browns. I still don't buy the Ravens. I know they have a good record and my Lamar's going to win the MVP, my but I still don't buy them. God, that is the this season. These three games might be the best three game stretch of Lamar Jackson's career. Holy mm. fuck, he is absolutely slinging it. I don't know if you've seen all... I've watched some of him, him play this season. And yeah, oh, he, my he, God. He really could win the MVP. Because talking about how kind of shit the teams have been overall, a lot of that is attributable to quarterback. Mm. And so you can just see him. If he just continues at this pace, or even drops a bit, he mm. might finish with like a 1,000 rushing yards, 10 rushing touchdowns. Like, yeah. he's going to... He's fourth overall in rushing yards as a quarterback right now. And he has the most passing touchdowns, I believe, too. So he's just going out there and balling because he wants that money. Well, he they, wants to get paid. Yeah. They, and fucking hell. Now they're going to have to pay him. How, that's oh. what I was going to say. Like, how much are you going to have to pay this guy now? Ten touchdowns, two interceptions through the air, um, two touchdowns on the ground and a bunch of rushing yards. It's crazy. Um, 
going to have to keep it an abbreviated version of the JBSE today because I've got to get ready to go and head into town for a doctor's appointment and stuff. So, mm. um, But looking to be back in your ears again soon, hopefully with some uh, spreadsheet picks oh, yes. for you and that all, sort of all thing. research. Absolutely. Uh, until next time though, guys, thanks for joining me, Jacko. No worries. Until next time, you've been great. We've been reasonable. It's the JBSE. Thanks so much for listening.